Swinging a drive. Get up, ball. Get out of here. And gone. And they are the city of champions again. Edmonton Eskimos. Great coaches. McDavid set up by Drysaddle. Another breakaway. This time he wins it. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Oh, yeah, we're back, baby, and a good Monday morning to you. What a sports weekend we had in Edmonton and all over the world, really. Man, was it busy? Was it exciting? Uh, there were so many positive results, and uh, if you're a New York Giants fan, a negative result last night, man, that was just a punishing, punishing loss by the Dallas Cowboys. But Edmonton Elks with a huge win Saturday night over Calgary, 25 to 23 on a Dean Faithful last second field goal. We were uh, just excited to watch that game. I was in Saskatchewan and and I was uh, just visiting some family and watching that game and uh, to see that last uh, second field goal go through was just amazing. Uh, the Golden Bears won Friday night over Manitoba, 37-16. Huskies over the Wildcats, 39-11. Uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, so the local football scene was just crazy. But uh, the NFL kicks off. And it was just a thrashing last night. It was a, a thrashing in Pittsburgh. Those were the two storylines. And then the game of the day was uh, Miami uh, with the Chargers. That was just fun to watch. It was great football. Uh, let's bring in the Duke of Delburn, uh, Brandon Douglas, who was uh, patiently watching all his picks come in. Uh, what did you make of week one of the NFL, Duke? Uh, exciting, like you said, Kevin. There was uh, enough to keep you on the edge of your seat all day. There was a couple blowouts, including uh, last night's game. I wasn't. I ended up missing it because I was playing our first uh, team's beer league game here in the city <laughs> for the season, so I only watched the first quarter or so, but really that told the whole story of the game, so I didn't miss out on much. But uh, across the board, it was uh, a great day of football and, and one more on deck here tonight for week one. Oh, for sure. Uh, big one tonight, Buffalo and the New York Jets. Uh, text already coming in. The Stair Farmer says, good f- morning, 1440. Have a great show and week. You can send your texts and uh, comments to 1-833-401-1440. 1-833-401-1440. Very excited to welcome in our Monday morning co-host, and she will be guesting with us every Monday from 7 to 9, her name is Lori Ann Munzer. Lori Ann, welcome to Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carrier Show. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Lori Ann won the gold medal in the 2004 Olympic Games in Athens, Greece in women's sprint. Um, it was an amazing accomplishment. And um, I want to touch on that first, Lori Ann, because there was an old pitcher uh, in the 50s uh, that threw a perfect game for the New York Yankees and it was in uh, 1956 and he was asked, uh, do you ever get tired about talking about your perfect game? And he was, no, should I? So do you ever get tired about talking about your Olympic gold medal? <laughs> to be honest, no. And I love the questions that I get asked and it's never the same question twice. The best question I ever got was from a 10-year-old girl when I was doing a school presentation. And she said, how'd you get the job? <laughs> and I thought, what do you mean? How did I get the job? And it was just something I wasn't thinking about because it's not work. It was fun. It's play. Any day on a bicycle is a great day. And it's just something you do from inside. It's the passion you bring out. It's what you love to do. Don Larson was that pitcher for the Yankees in 1956. So now you have 
relayed and, and translated into being a mindset coach. That's yes. what you like to call it. There's a longer title, but you go mindset coach. How do you, you take and how do you take all your past experiences into what you do today? Well, all of the past experiences are some really great stories. There's some amazing lessons learned. There's a lot of things that I would do different. And there's a lot of things I would keep. And I do keep in my everyday work, uh, my everyday life. And it's just a matter of sharing these stories because I believe everybody has something inside of them that they dream about doing that they want to do. And most of the population doesn't do it, which just, oh, it makes me want to cry. And it's like, no, let's come out and play. Let's bring it out. And when you're going after something that you love to do, number one, it's not work, it's fun. And when you have fun, you inspire other people, you motivate other people. And it's really just, it's about sharing stories. So you're going to be sharing those stories and experiences with all of our guests and basically asking them questions about, the differences of how they got through a certain time in their, maybe it's a game and maybe it's a season. It could be their life and how they push through. And, and I think because of what you did, you'll be able to uh, help them push forward. Text coming into one 401 Good morning, Kevin. Not happy on a Monday morning only because I was 13 hours on a tractor yesterday with AM radio, uh, but no sports and just a little static. I had to listen to another channel. That's Norman, a combine. Uh, the Duke, you had probably been in a combine for about 14 hours yesterday had you not been uh, on this new gig, huh? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Although no, I don't normally get the luxury of running combine. That's oh. uh, that's usually for that's like one of the luxury jobs. Uh, I'm either stuck a hauling grain or just in the yard running augers and stuff like that. You know, a lot dustier, uh, a lot hotter. And uh, having any radio, I was always thankful to uh, thankful for a lot of our stuff growing up. Either the radios are broken, uh, machinery so old, stuff like that. But um, happy to have Norm back here on a Monday morning. Yeah, for sure. Lorianne Munzer is our Monday morning co-host on the Kevin Carrier Show. She will uh, be guesting with us every Monday from 7 to 9. Uh, you were inducted in the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame in 2015. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's eight years ago. What do you remember about that? Wow. It was a bit of a blur. Um, There was a number of athletes who were also inducted. Just a a really great moment uh, being honoured. Actually, it was a a young gal who had nominated me. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing experience. We were in Toronto, got to meet uh, Vicky Keith, uh, Marilyn Bell, just a whole slew. Kurt Harnett was there. Um, Gretzky was in the building as well. Uh, Paul Coffey was also there. So just around a number of really, really great oh, athletes. Very, very cool for sure. So 2004, when you won the Olympic gold medal in Athens, you were well, almost twice as old as a lot of the competitors. Yes. So how did you how did you manage that? Um, because, I mean, these are a lot of young up-and-comers that were, you know, again, half your age. So how did you deal with that as an elite athlete? Well, number one, age is just a number on my driver's license. And I think it's a number on everybody's driver's license. It was never a factor. It was just, what am I doing? What do I want to do is the number one question I always ask, right? Is okay, my goal was to go to the Olympics. And then it was working everything around that. And when you're on the track, when you're racing against another competitor, it's, it's two athletes on the track. Or if there's multiple athletes on the track, then it's just, that's the game, right? Age never, ever comes into it, at least not for me, but that's that's the mindset that I had. 
Lorianne Munzer is our co-host on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. And uh, those are some of the the questions and answers and philosophies that Lorianne will be asking certain guests, like our first one of the day that we have at 720, and that's going to be Chris Jones, Edmonton Elks coach and GM, after a huge victory over the Calgary Stampeders Saturday at Commonwealth Stadium. Um, you know what? It was two games in one, and in a sense it was a very similar but opposite scenario of what happened in Calgary on Labor Day where the Stampeders were dominated technically by the Elks for three quarters of the game. However, the Stampeders were the team that pulled it out on the Labor Day Classic in Calgary. Different scenario in Edmonton. Calgary was the better team for the better part of the game. The Elks decided to come out and show their guts, their intestinal fortitude to turn things around come back, eventually get the game-winning kick by Dean Faithful. So when when you're an outsider and you're in the position that you are, Lorianne, how do you see that kind of play out just in the course of a game, how you manage emotions to try to get back to where you want to be and not to let it go, per se, like it happened in the first game? Absolutely. You're, you can really let your mind go. And I think when you break it down into, you know, in, in, in the football game is just break it play by play, one play at a time. And it's just, where are we going? How far do we want to go? And you're just taking it literally one play at a time. It's just breathe. You've got breathe. to breathe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Slow, slow the game down, right? And just think about, okay, what's my next move? And you've got a couple of moves planned out anyways, but it's being able to counter a move, then counter that move. But you've always got a vision or a picture in your, your mind of what do I want to do next? What would be different than you could say to our listeners and even, you know, athletes that are listening, the difference between yourself in a personal sport, an individual sport as to a team sport, um, how do they kind of look at that and go, this is what we need to do? I think it's really the collective is before you get on the field is you've decided what the picture is, what the outcome is that you want. And then it's a matter of adjusting as the play unfolds. If you're moving forward, that's great. And everybody goes, okay, you're on the success roll. But then what happens when things turn around and it maybe isn't going necessarily in your favor, then what do you do? Well, you've got to counter that. You've got to think about what it is that you're going to do, but you've already thought about that before you've gotten on the field multiple times. You know, they say in athletics is you've already seen the race or the game or the event before it started. And that is really, really huge because you've got to be able to pull different cards out of your pocket and go, okay, here's where we're going. And you go to plan B, you go to plan C, you go to plan E, or, you know, you go to plan D, comes down to the wire and it's like, okay, you got to focus in. I would imagine visualization is a big part of oh. what you preach. Totally, totally. You've got to see what it is you're going to do before you actually go out and do it. And when you have that picture, that movie, things fall into place. And you know when you're just, you're in that zone. It's just everything starts to come together. You roll it out. If it isn't going that way, then you you tweak and you adjust. Lorraine Munzer is our co-host on Monday mornings on the Kevin Carey Show here on Sports Scene 1440. Uh, 1-833-401-1440 
is our text line. And as usual, I, I've always been impressed with this since uh, day one last Tuesday, Duke. The, they keep coming in. And, uh, yeah, huge win for the Elks if they get it figured out this season. Next year will be fun. Did you get a chance to, to watch that game on uh, Saturday night? I know you were jam-packed with your your busy schedule. And I know you were watching all those movies I recommended. And I actually didn't get to any of the movies, Kevin, because <laughs> of the fact that the sports uh, the sports slate was so jam-packed. I, I didn't watch the game start to finish. I was flipping around between all the uh, the NCAA games on on mm-hmm. Saturday and the Elks game. And, of course, was uh, was dialed in for the exciting finish there with the, the winning field goal. So uh, huge for the Elks, huge for, for Edmonton. I mean, hey, playoff hopes are still alive. Fingers crossed. How did you do in your fantasy did you, were you I don't okay? want to talk about that uh, this See? morning, Kevin. It was a okay. pretty ugly weekend for uh, for me, and I'm sure I will be taking plenty of flack for it on the text line from uh, guys that are in my leagues and stuff come 11 o'clock here this morning with Connor Halley. But, uh, yeah, not a great first weekend for, for myself. Which I'm going to ask now Laurie L.A. about this. So I'll... There, actually, when I was driving in this morning, I was listening to Terry Evans next door in K97, and he had a little segment called Who's the Dummy? And that's how I kind of feel this morning after not putting in certain players in NFL fantasy football. My baseball fantasy sucks. I stink at everything that's all fantasy. And But some people can take fantasy sports to a, another level. Um I, I, I highly doubt that you've ever spoken to anyone that has is in these games and things like that. But what would you say to these people that maybe take it to the extreme? And, they, and there are many people that do. Well, number one, it's just fantasy. <laughs> so it's like play with it, have some fun with it. But just remember, it's just a fantasy game. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't feel that way, especially when I make mistakes and people. Uh, I'm sure there are many, many others that uh, feel that same way. And a lot of people, as uh, the Duke talked about it, will be discussing that on um, Fantasy Frenzy at 11 o'clock. And then at uh, 12 to 2, we've got the low tide coming in with the low down on, with low tide. 2 o'clock to 6 is Jason Greger, the Greger Show, to wrap things up here on Sports 1440. Coming to you live from... The mall that has it all on the west side. West Edmonton Mall Stingray Studios. Lorianne Munzer is our co-host on Mondays and uh, the Olympic gold medalist from 2004. But your journey started well, well before that. That was the climax, I guess, if you want to call it that. You had to put in years and years just to get there. How did that process and how did you stick to that process to get there? Well, a lot of people don't know that it was a journey of 18 years from starting, uh, started on road. And again, it was just having that vision. I saw uh, Steve Bauer at the Olympics in Los Angeles, um, just watched him race to a silver medal. And I went, I want to do something like that. And the bike kept calling to me and I kept riding Enjoyed it. I uh, was talking with Jason on Friday about mm-hmm. this. I opened the yellow pages because I decided I wanted to race. I liked the logo. I don't know if you remember the yellow pages. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the go-to book. And uh, I joined a club. I was the only gal with 10 guys and uh, tried to keep up, desperately tried to keep up, could not keep up. But my power was short, flat races, which they call criterium. That's the speed. Mm-hmm. And happened to have a chance meeting with Des Dickey, who was the national coach at the time. He was also Kurt Harnett's coach. And uh, he said, hey, you'd be great. I had no idea. My bike had one gear, no brakes, <laughs> that you rode on a 45-degree banking. You turned left going around in an oval kind of circles. 
And that's where it started. And it was just, you know, seven years on the road. I sucked at going up hills. I was super fast going down, but the next hill I was done. And I just love the power, the thrill, the speed of the track. And it was just like growing up as a kid, I used to chase the bus. I lived in the <laughs> junction area in Toronto and I used to chase the bus to the end of the line and sometimes I'd actually beat it. Oh, cool. We're going to talk much more with Lorianne as the morning progresses. She's with us till nine o'clock. So we will talk about her career, where she's at now, where she wants to go and what she can offer to our listeners to, uh, Help them be better people. Help them be, it could be a better athlete, a better business person. It could be anyone. Uh, but first of all, we're going to introduce our massive lineup for today. We've got a great show coming up. Again, we spoke to it off the top. Uh, Chris Jones, Edmonton Elks GM and head coach, will guest with us at 7.20. At 7.40, we'll uh, discuss a little more with LA about her journey to where she became an Olympic champion. On the mark, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet, as he will join us every day at 8 o'clock. Uh, Speck will join us. And at 8.20, John Warrow uh, from the Associated Press. Uh, he covers the Buffalo Bills. Big Monday night game, AFC East match. Matchup Bills and Jets. Uh, Dan Barnes from the Edmonton Journal, who will probably have some questions for Lorianne Munzer because he would have covered her as he does the amateur beat plus everything else for post media back to the journal days. And for 40 years, Barney's been in the business plus more. Stephen Ellis at 9.20 from uh, Prospects Analysis for Daily Faceoff. Guy watches more tape, more film, and knows more about the kids and players coming in to the NHL than probably anyone. And Paul Sir from Basketball Alberta will join us at the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Paul uh, is in L.A., I believe, so he will talk about Canada's win over the United States, a bronze medal at the FIBA World Cup, and touch on 3x3 and a little bit of uh, Edmonton Stingers as well. When we come back, Edmonton Elks head coach and GM, Chris Jones. This is the Kevin Carrier Show with Lorianne Munzer on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. Let's welcome in uh, Elks head coach and GM Chris Jones to the program. Chris, uh, you are with uh, Kevin Carrius and my co-host, Lorianne Munzer, on Mondays, uh, Olympic gold medalist in cycling. Uh, Chris, meet Lorianne. Lorianne, meet Chris. Um, hey, good, good morning. Uh, good morning, Coach. You just, uh, man, you must be ecstatic after a, a huge victory. Just your, run us through what the, the emotions were uh, after that field goal went through by Dean Faithful to come out with a big victory over the Stampeders. Well, I mean, it was just, uh, it's really good for our fans, first of all, and, and for our football players, our, our our players, our staff, all the people that have been with the organization for a long time, and, and to see them be able to win a game at home in that uh, in that fashion, and we, we made just enough plays to win the game. What do you think of the atmosphere, Coach? Because, you know, well over 30,000, and uh, it was a good good crowd, and the vibe was there. What do you think of the atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, again, this is my second stint here, and I know what a good sports town Edmonton is. I mean, they they love their teams, and they came out, and uh, I thought the support was outstanding. Text line is open at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. If you've got something for Coach Jones, send us a text. Uh, Lorian Munzer won the Olympic gold, Chris, in two thousand four in sprint cycling. She's been to the top of the hill. She knows what it takes to get there. She's got to kind of wants to ask you a couple of questions. How 
you were there and what it takes to get back there. Go ahead, Lorianne. Absolutely. Hey, Chris, how do you keep it going, you know, coming into the season, bit of a tough start here? What is the one thing that you do to keep things really rocking and rolling with the crew? Well, uh, I try to, you know, regardless of a win or a loss, it's more about the process of what we do and how we prepare. And the guys have done an outstanding job, and I sound like a broken record, but it's the absolute truth. I mean, there's been a lot of times when we stubbed our toe and played some good football from here and there, but then at the end of the game did not and played just well enough to lose the game. And so basically I make decisions based off of what would I do if we, you know, would have won, you know, how would I have reacted? Would we have given them a day off? Would we, would we lift today? And and I'm doing the same thing this morning is trying to, this is our third game in uh, 12 days when we play Saskatchewan, which that's a tough, that's a tough, uh, tough road uh, with a travel. And so uh, we've got to factor all that in, you know. Right. So with traveling, um, all athletics, there's, there's a lot of that going on. Where do you go or what are you thinking about and how does the, the team prepare in terms of the travel? You know, you're on the road, so you're not moving around as much. What, uh, what do you do here? Well, we'll have all of our work done by what we call day three. Uh, we'll travel on day four. Uh, thank goodness it's not an early, early travel. Uh, we leave out about 10 o'clock. We'll get there by 11.30, and we're on the same time zone, which is good. And so then by the time we get there, we'll get a stretch there at the hotel in the ballroom, and then uh, after that they're on their own until until uh, 9 o'clock meetings that night. Elks head coach and GM Chris Jones is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show with uh, Monday morning co-host Lorianne Munzer. In that game, would you say it was similar Chris, the difference between in Calgary and uh, in Edmonton where, you know, the opposition team really kind of carried the mail for most of it, but then the home team came back and uh, out with a victory. Is there something you could put your finger on how and why that happens? Well, I mean, you know, the almost the same exact uh, carbon copy of, of each other, like you mentioned. I mean, they took the big T.I. down the stretch that, that put us in position. That's exactly what happened with us. I mean, we had the uh, the blown coverage uh, where we missed the switch, and and uh, and then we turn around and, and give up the uh, the play on the, the, the P.I., you know, and they did the same thing the other night. You know, the pass interference called there late, put us in position. We make one more play, and then we're able to kick the field goal to win the game. So very, uh, very much alike. Kevin Brown, 143 yards rushing. Trey Ford had 82 yards rushing. Uh, Didn't really pass the ball well until the fourth quarter. But why do you think you had such good success running the ball on Saturday night? Well, I mean, we saw it. I mean, that was our plan going in. You know, J-Jack, you know, and the offensive staff, uh, you know, Stephen Sorrells helps us with our, with the run game. I mean, he's the O-line guy. And we felt like we could get after him, you know, up front and, and, uh, you know, before the game, I told them, I was like, hey, you know, we've got to hold their rushing game down and we've got to, we've got to run the football effectively. And I think they rushed for 4.6 and we averaged 9.4. So, I mean, uh, we've got, you know, good people. We need to use them. Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 This one comes from Babich Stash. A great fourth quarter. Huge kick to seal it. But the highlight of the game was the kicker's queen wave after the game. What can you say about uh, Dean Faithful? And, man, everyone's talking about this guy and, and his demeanor. 
uh, what his, his attitude, his you know, his smile. Uh, I mean, everyone just must be just ecstatic to have this guy in the room. Yeah, you know, we uh, our personnel guy Sammy Gagan down in Florida. He, he uh, called me or texted me or something. Said, "Hey, man, there's a guy coming to the L.A. workout." You know, named Dean Faithful. He's a he's a kicker from from England, and you know you hear this, that, or another. And so at the end of the day, we you know we do our kickers last at our workout, and and it was a long, long day. And uh, I don't know, around four o'clock we started kicking. Three o'clock we started kicking, and and this guy, man, he's hitting the ball. He's striking the ball consistent, you know, and got plenty of leg and. So anyway, we get through the workout, and I'm like, "This guy can do this, you know." And and uh, and so we've been looking for a kicker that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a, what we call a global. And so we ended up signing him, and uh, he's just got a great personality, you know. He he doesn't feel a lot of pressure. And then I find out that he's uh, you know one of our older guys. <laughs> he because he doesn't look as old as what he is, and uh, but he's he's just a really really good person number one and and he's able to not only on field goals but on his kickoffs he's able to disguise where he's going with the football he's able to place it because of his uh soccer background he played professional soccer in uh, in england i know after the game you kind of go into your office in the room but were you in there when he was kind of vaulted on everyone's shoulders and doing that little you know the wave to the queen the whole bit yeah, the guys love him. They give him a hard time. They mock him the way you know the way he talks, you know. And uh, so they, but they really like him, and he, he fits into the room extremely well. Coach Chris Jones is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show with uh, co-host on Mondays, Lori Ann Munzer, Olympic gold medalist. Lori, Chris, do you think uh, you know can a win galvanize the team? Uh, well, certainly, you know, uh, a win like that. I, I remember back in years past, you know, some, some. Uh, we were in Winnipeg uh, when I was in Saskatchewan, and we had a, a game winner late on the last play of the game there too. I think it was fifty-three yards, and and at that point, you know, they realized, man, we didn't play with anybody. It's just a matter of us, you know, continuing to battle and stay together and making up plays just to win the game. How tough is it? The, the home and home. I mean, you know exactly what everyone's doing. The game prep is similar but different can you just um speak to how a team prepares for you know an opponent uh, an opponent two games in five days yeah it's it's tough i mean the five-day schedule i mean we ended up losing four guys from that game the other night we finished the game with with four guys that couldn't couldn't play and so the the five-day week makes it really tough physically and uh, a lot of times you lose the uh, the guys to the occasional soft tissue injury, and I think that's the biggest thing is the physical part of it. The mental part, like you say, I mean, what are you going to change in five days? I mean, we're going to run what we're going to run, and so are they. And, uh, you know, it came down to the very last play and, and uh, where they tried to attack us, uh, the weak side curl area, that's exactly where they tried to attack us at the end of the game and were successful at home the other night. So, uh, Ed, Ed uh, was able to make the the play. You know, he he remembered. We talked about it right prior, and uh, like I say, Ed, Ed made a play on the football. Yeah, you always have hiccups. There's, every every game is going to have them. Can you uh, run through you? You had the the uh, penalty, then you had to call a timeout uh, uh, because you had a uh, missed personnel on the field there on the point after when you were going for two. Run us through what. Because I mean, there was a lot going on in that se- that that sequence there when you had to kind of take the timeout. Then you end up losing a timeout because you challenged. Can you run through that sequence, Chris? 
Yeah. Well, the first, the first, the first big thing that happened, we had control of the game, and uh, and KB puts the ball on the ground down there in the red zone. I mean, that was the first big thing that happened. I felt like we lost control of the game at that point, uh, and didn't get it back until the fourth quarter. And uh, and then, but during that during that time. Uh, Gino wasn't available, mm. and we had to we had to do some shuffling with our receivers in order to get lined up to run the play. And so at that juncture, uh, you know, and then I felt like I felt like he got contacted. I mean, the rule states that you can't make contact after five yards. He made contact at twelve because it doesn't specify what type of contact that uh, is made. And so when I watched the uh, the jumbotron. I saw that contact was made, and at that point, if the ball comes there, it becomes you know pass interference, and that's my interpretation interpretation of the rule. So that's why I threw the flags. I'm like, there was contact clearly. Ball went there clearly, and um, and so like I say, uh, unfortunately for us, they viewed it that it was not uh, pass interference. Are you like everyone else, Chris? You're just not sure what the PA calls are going to be anymore. I know you can't say. Yeah, I know you can't I, say what you uh, want to say. You got to be careful. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? It's uh, it, you know every week you you see it. It's not just it's not just us. So I mean, it's uh, you know we just are playing within the rules of the CFL and try to just be as uh, cognizant of everything as we can. Chris Jones is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty with Laurie Ann Munzer on uh, Monday mornings. Um, do you have time even yesterday to put your feet up a little bit and watch some NFL? And if you did, what did you think? Uh, you know what? I don't have time to yeah. look at the NFL. I mean, we you know I heard a couple of TVs on here or there. Uh, I went over to the junior ball game the other day or yesterday with mm. the. Uh, Wildcats and the Huskies. I watched about a half of that, and uh, we've got a couple of a couple of those kids that play that practice with us. So uh, then I came back, and uh, and then I think the Cowboys game came on late. They they looked pretty good. I don't know if it was they looked good or the Giants looked bad, but <laughs> it's uh, but there's not a lot of time, man. There's not enough hours in the day no. to, to really look at anything, but but our. Our league Huskies beat the Wildcats thirty nine eleven. What did you think of that game for the uh, the half or so you watched? Yeah, you know it was a really good, really good venue, and I and it was really cool seeing you know everybody on one side. You know down down south, you very seldom have like the stands. Uh, God, they'd be fighting up there in the stands. And put them <laughs> in my hometown there. <laughs> so, but uh, you know they uh, they're all up there together, and and like I say, it was really good support. The stands were full. The players, they played really, really hard. And, you know, both teams uh, seem to have improved. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, back in uh, in Tennessee, there would have been a little uh, stuff going on in the stands or what? Oh, yeah, man. You, you couldn't put those people in the same size of stands. It would. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, this it one would, la- would last about 10. That'd be about 10 minutes. There'd be police behind <laughs> Separated by police tape. Well, uh, just yeah. one last one. I mean, uh, boy, Saskatchewan kind of got thumped by Winnipeg um, uh, on uh, Labor Day rematch in Winnipeg. So just your thoughts going in and try to make it two in a row here over the Riders on Friday night. Well, the um, you know you you look at what they've done over the last four ball games. I, I think the Dolagala he's playing well, their quarterback, and they've got certainly a good group of receivers. 
they uh, they played good enough to beat BC, and they played good enough to beat Winnipeg. And those are two good football programs, and so uh, you know, yeah, they stubbed their toe against uh, against Montreal, and and of course the other night, you know, Winnipeg got after them in Winnipeg, so it's a tough place to play. Um, Saskatchewan's a tough place to play. We've got to go in there, and we've got to we've got to have a simple game plan. Let our guys play fast. Try to squeeze every bit of talent that we have, and just uh, and gut one out, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough ball game. Hey, coach, thanks for this. And hey, remember, I told you that you got those uh, Maui gyms waiting for you at uh, Doctor Chopper Lopatinsky Century Vision. All you got to do is go pick them up. You'll look a lot better on the hey, sidelines I- than what, what you're wearing right now. Okay, well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you much. <laughs> okay, good luck on Friday. That's uh, Elks head coach and GM Chris Jones. Uh, as uh, Lorianne Munzer is with us on Monday mornings on uh, Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1440. So now I, I kind of wanted to let you kind of get a feel for someone that was, uh, you know, one of the highest profile jobs in town. So you kind of listen to him, and I know sometimes – it's hard for you to come in and, and just kind of rifle off a bunch of questions to him. But everything that he's saying, you can relate to yeah. about being successful. Absolutely. So what did you kind of take from where he was and where the team was? I mean, you asked him about being 0-9 and then moving forward. Absolutely. It's it's about, you know, having the vision of where you want to go. There are moments where things are going to change, literally. Um, you know, you said, well, we had control of the game, but then they lost it. Mm-hmm. And then they got it back in the fourth. So it sometimes takes a little while to get the momentum back. Uh, it's the focus, I think, that is huge. And, of course, the fans in the stadium can really help out with that. And it's really just taking it and, and bringing up your, your best game ever. I think fans and, you know... People get sick of the whole, you know, one game at a time, one play at a time. But essentially, that's what the keys to success are. So when you hear, you know, a head coach talk about um, moving forward and and trying to uh, get to that stage of success where they need to be, it goes back to the stepping stones, what you believe in and what helped you. So can you kind of just relay that of how it, it, it is what it is to get back to the you know, grassroots to what your passions are, what your goals are. So it's just part of the, part of the process. It is part of the process. And part of the process is like you said, keep it simple. And, and the way I look at it is when you keep it simple, it's simple for success. It's going back and touching on what are the fundamental pieces. Mm -hmm. And they're usually the simple plays or they're the simple drills or they're the simple exercises. And it's just, there's a certain way of doing them. And sometimes you just got to respond versus react like that. That's Laurie Ann Munzer. I'm Kevin Carius. This is Sports 1440. Much more coming up after the break. All right, welcome back to the big program, 743 in Edmonton. Uh, our Monday morning co-host, Laurie Ann Munzer. Mondays with Munzee. I don't know. Did anyone call you Munzee when you were growing up? Everyone probably. No. No? No, it was usually Munster or Monster. Oh, mon- monster. Oh, the Monster. Yeah. Oh, Munzee or the Monster. Yep. Um, so we're going to get to know Lorianne, the Monster, a little bit better here in the next uh, 15 minutes or so. Um, so you grew up in Toronto area? I did. Okay. So what was what was that like? And then what got you into cycling? Why did you want to be a world-class cyclist? Uh, Toronto was great. Grew up in the rest end. There was all kinds of activities, uh, playing as a kid and then, uh, 
got into work and then I got bored. So that's where the bicycle came in. Started riding the bike mm-hmm. three days a week before work. I had a route. It was 40 kilometers exactly. And the funny thing that started happening, Kevin, was I started shortening the time. It took me less time to cover the 40K. And that's when I thought after four weeks of doing this that I wanted a race. It was I'd seen a race in High Park, beautiful, beautiful park in the middle of Toronto West End. And uh, I saw the guys flying around and I thought, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> and that's where it began. So started there and uh, yeah, just started on a long journey. I didn't think it was going to take this long, to be honest, but it did. Lorianne Munzer is our co-host. If you've got a question for her or a comment for an Olympic gold medalist, you can send it out to one 401 1440 When did you get to Edmonton and what did you love about the city that made you stay here? Oh, that's, I think, my favoritest question. Uh, moved here the end of uh, August 1999, and I was out here, I think it was about eight weeks beforehand for a training camp. It was just me, myself, and I in the track. Uh, Edmonton has a velodrome, if you don't know, from mm-hmm. the 78 Commonwealth Games. Toronto didn't, so that was part of the reason why I was out here. And I was sitting in the airplane, hadn't gotten out of the plane yet, and I went, this is where I want to be. And I think out of all the places I've traveled, I love Edmonton the most. There's just something about the people, about the energy. You look outside, look at the beautiful blue skies that we've got, but the people are amazing. And I can tell you, there's always somebody, if you're into sports, if you're into activities, there's always somebody who wants to play. (laughs) And that's the best part. And we have a velodrome. I had a dream of going to the Olympics. Uh, August 31st is when I came here. September 15th of 2000, I was at opening ceremonies. Sydney, Australia, Mm -hmm. September 16th, I competed. Day one, evening one of the games. My event lasted 36 seconds, and I said, you know what, I want to do this again, but I want to do this in four years, and I want to win gold. So that was my vision. That was the mission I was on. So that mission was four years. How? Mm -hmm. What kind of plan did you have in place for that four-year plan? Well, you you sort of look at it like a mountain at the top of the Mm -hmm. mountain is the ultimate goal and the ultimate goal was to win gold in the sprints and then you I reversed engineered it it's you work it backwards and that was how I built my plan and then once you've got it on on paper you've got it mapped out then you start building four weeks six weeks and you got to get out and you got to execute it because you know, if, if you're on the sidelines, nothing's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? You got to get into the game. So I was also working full time, which most people did not know. And I went to work Monday to Friday, eight till four. So all of my training was before work and then it was after work and then it was on the weekends. So um, I can schedule things in. I manage my activities and I was executing it. When hurdles, obstacles, I got hurt a couple times. Uh, we had to rejig the the training plan because, of course, if you're injured, you can't work, you can't like train as what you were. So you know you have the milestones of your races, Grand Prix, international races. We had Canadian nationals, we had World Cups, we had World Championships, post Olympics. It's always World Championships is the big game. The following year is Commonwealth, then it's Pan Ams, and then it's Olympic Games. So that's the the process. You've You've got to have a vision, you have to have a plan, and then you've got to go out and execute it. Lorianne Munzers, our Monday morning co-host here on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Uh, Mark Spector at the top of the hour for 
powered by Booster Juice now on the mark. Mark Spector, powered by Booster Juice. And I'm sure Mark has interviewed Lorianne over the years, uh, back in the day. So before you even went to Australia in 2000, uh, you had a bad accident about a year earlier in 98 or 99. What what happened there? And, and, and did that almost derail the dreams? But yes, it was actually... Uh, Two months after I got here in okay. Edmonton in 99, October 21st. Funny how some dates <laughs> stick in your mind. Is, yeah, um, was in Mill Creek, was mountain biking with a, a group of guys and gals. And you know when you're in over your head and you've got that little niggling voice that says, you, you should slow down or you shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I had that going through my head and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got this. Um, unfortunately, went up a climb not far in Mill Creek and my foot got stuck in my pedals I slipped, pivoted to the right, and I went over three rock retaining wow. walls. Um, the one thing my coach told me, Des, uh, he said, if you're going to crash, relax. I was like, well, why <laughs> do you want to relax? Well, because then you'll bounce. Yeah. And because it's when you stiffen up that you break things. And so I relaxed. Head was at six o'clock, feet were at 12, and somehow I managed to flip around 10 gymnastic points for landing with <laughs> both good. feet in the water. Um I learned about four years afterwards that I'm missing the right side of one of my vertebrae. So oh. that would explain why when lifting, things would uh, kind of go out. Lorianne Munzer with us on uh, the Kevin Carey Show. So how long were you out for? Or, or? Well, first I had to learn to walk properly again. So probably about four, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And then started back training first of the year, January. And then nine months later, Olympic Games, wow. first one. I want to pivot a little bit. Only because you said, you know, you remember dates and today's September 11th. Yes. 22 years ago. Um, I'm sure everyone remembers uh, where they were if they're of a certain age. And um, it's something, I mean, you never, you don't ever get over it. You, you kind of get used to it just because it just is such a horrible, horrible day. Um, do you remember where you, where you were training and, and things like that and what you were doing? And, and did it, did you have to... Did it take something for you to kind of get, you know, I mean, everyone was, it was just such a devastating time. So how did you kind of deal with it? I remember exactly where I was. I was at the airport and we were traveling over to Belgium Uh, a couple days before I'd gotten the keys to my new house. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the world was rocked and it was just, it really hit home and everybody at the airport was nice they were somber Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody was cordial and it's unfortunate that it takes something like that to have a change happen like that um yeah so many people uh, lost their lives um and uh, we think about all of them today i'm former oiler uh, ace bailey uh, one of them um, so it, it, it is a somber day and we don't, we're not trying to make it a somber day, but it, it's something that I think everyone, um, thinks about. So you're, obviously you're, you were in an airport. Well, that had to have been, so now did you have to stay there? You're probably trying to get as much information as possible. And, and I, I mean, obviously you didn't do anything for a couple of weeks flight wise and anything like that. We, we did actually, um, we, we flew out a couple days later okay. and it's just, this is where you have to go back to your plan and, and you adjust, you readjust. Um, I, I think the huge thing is to be kind, 
be kind all the time, right? Ask people questions and talk to them, be present. I think those are the biggest gifts that we could do every day. And we're we're all going to have bad days. We're going to have tough days. And we got to keep moving. We got to keep talking with people. We have to keep connecting with people. So now, Lorianne Munzer is with us on the Kevin Carrier Show. Um, your current life. Tell us what you do, um, what, uh, you, how you're trying to help people. As, as you just said, yeah. you're trying to help people get through things and, and whatever. So it's, it's a, a similar situation where you're just trying to push forward. So kind of explain what your, what your role is with your, your company and things like that. Absolutely. Um, I'm a business results and mindset coach. I think sports is an amazing avenue outlet. Uh, It's a community as well. And part of the experiences that I had as an athlete, as an individual, being part of a team in a small way is uh, teaching people how to think. That's what I do in a nutshell. A lot of times we go on automatic pilot. I notice a lot of people are not so happy in their jobs or their careers, uh, maybe their health, their finances, that sort of thing. So when you have a goal, it's a vision of something that you want to do. Not everybody's going to bring it out. Not everybody's going to talk about it. But for those that really want to go out and, you know, leave the world a better place or, you know, impact other people or share their stories, this is what I do. So we work into just, there's the process, there's a a system. It's very similar to to sports, Mm -hmm. right? You set your foundation, you build your base and you start working towards it. And a purpose of a goal is to grow. It's not to get something, but it's who you become in the process. I'm not the same person as I was when I started (laughs) racing back in 1987. Um, It's not the gray hair or anything like that, but I mean, it's part of who you become. It's what you learn. And it's also the people that you impact. And uh, I'm on a mission to help people really tap into what do you love to do? Why do you want to go out and do it? And yeah, you can still have a career. You can have a day job. You can do both. And a lot of people think it's impossible. And it is impossible until you hear somebody do it. Like think about Roger Bannister. Mm -hmm. Look at, you know, all of our Canadian athletes as they're coming. Look at our sports teams. Um, This is where it starts. So it's taking out what you love to do and making it happen. Well, we're going to make it happen with you in the next, uh, well, as far weeks in advance and uh, the rest of the show today. So uh, much more with Laurie-Anne and uh, to talk about, you know, sports philosophy and things like that. So um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll have uh, Mark Spector on the mark, powered by Booster Juice. First now, a Sports 1440 update with the Duke. And this update brought to you by First Round. You can watch NFL football tonight. At first round, here is the Duke.